0: here comes the money here we go money talk here comes the money money,
1: money. welcome to going over bet pro wrestling podcast the world's number one betting on pro wrestling podcast as always i'm vintown this is the scotsman scotsman
0: how's it going it's going good i'm doing better than wwe raw ratings right now but to be fair a homeless man who just got kicked in the face by a horse would be doing better than the WWE Raw ratings right now. They're not doing good. I am, however, doing awesome.
1: Well, that's good to hear about the homeless man, at least.
0: His name is Zack Ryder.
1: Well, we're keeping six six feet apart for the podcast here. We've been in the quarantine watching all of the empty arena wrestling... And we've been continuing to bet. What have you been betting on during the quarantine?
0: Oh my God, my favorite bet was over under Yellowstone earthquakes. I did. I actually spent over an hour researching that one that was available at Sports Interaction, and you could bet April over under six and a half earthquakes. And I did the research, and I actually tipped it on my website betnhl.ca. I said this is the easiest win you'll ever make. There's going to be very few earthquakes. Because I'm an earthquake specialist, I did grow up watching um, Earthquake and Typhoon, after all. And sure enough, there was only one earthquake the whole month, so I got that. I've been betting on beer pong, quarantine eating, when will Disney World reopen, and if they will have masks, when Broadway will reopen. It's been pretty fun. How about you? What have you been betting on?
1: Well, I did make some money once betting on the over-under of the weather in Chicago and Phoenix. That was fun. But uh, what I've been doing a lot lately is betting on these video game sims, Madden 2020, NBA 2K20. People just play, put the game computer versus computer on Twitch, and then you just pick a team and watch it play out. You know, it's really too bad that WWE 2K20 is unplayable because people might enjoy
0: that watching some matches. That would have actually been a good idea if, like you said, it wasn't. They uh, They should bet place bets on something like total extreme wrestling although they should maybe do it on 2016 because they don't want everyone to go blind trying to play or watch total extreme wrestling 2020 my god that is bad what the hell is adam ryland doing
1: (laughs) cancel adam ryland
0: Bring Back Promotion was.
1: Okay, we are here for a reason. We're here to talk about Money in the Bank 2020. This is this weekend, this Sunday. Uh, what do you think about this event? Well,
0: I've had this one marked down on my calendar for a while, and I've been counting the days I can. <laughs> Sorry, I I actually forgot about it until this week. Even though I've been watching Ron Smackdown religiously, it just dawned on me yesterday this week, show was taking place this week so i'm actually quite excited about it it should be an interesting show the main event of course is what everyone's looking forward to because wwe hit the only home run in about 10 years with undertaker versus aj mini movie wrestlemania and now there's a promise of a similar type thing featuring they both Money in the Bank matches at once. So I'm pretty pumped for it because it's either gonna be the most amazing thing you'll see or the biggest car wreck you'll see. And either way, I'm down.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting premise. I mean, DDT out of Japan does it much better, I'm sure. Even though I haven't seen it yet, I know that's true. Um, the only thing that bothers me about this event is they're branding it, Climb the Corporate Ladder. You know, that's what the poster says, Climb the Corporate Ladder. You know who can't climb the corp- re- corporate ladder? Zack Ryder. You know who can't <laughs> climb the corporate ladder?
0: Kurt Hawkins. All these people who are unemployed. Drake Maverick can climb the corporate ladder though. He's right back in there fighting for the title or the tournament or whatever the hell it is. I don't even know.
1: Drake Maverick's the kind of guy the girl his girlfriend dumps him and then he asks if she needs any money for the rent or Needs a massage after spending too much time with her new boyfriend.
0: God, he's not even on this card, is he? I hope not. I hate that little weasel. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, well, let's get to the show and the betting odds. As always, you can bet all of these if you go to betwrestlingpodcast.com. We have links to all the sports books that offer wrestling betting, and we have links that will get you bonuses for signing up. So, Money in the Bank 2020. We're going to start off with our first match, SmackDown Women's Championship match. Bayley, minus 450, the champion, against Tamina, plus 275. Is there anything worth discussing here?
0: I mean, they've actually did quite a good job building up Tamina over the last little while. She's been built up mostly, you know, fighting on her own instead of using her friends and so on. And so... But it's just not enough for me to bet her. WWE seem to do this, you know, they've got the Bailey sasha storyline going on, and that's going to go on and on and on, just like it did a couple of years ago. And I see that continuing. I mean, if I was fancy booking it, I would think that storyline would be better without the title belt involved. And Tamina is not the worst one to give the title to, based on... How she's been booked lately? I mean, she's not been booed at him by the crowd, so that's a good sign. So, but for me, it's not worth a bet. I mean, is
1: Tamina's whole push is that just because Vice ran a documentary that said her dad killed his girlfriend and Vince McMahon covered it up? I feel like it's just that's the only reason she's even in this match. So, yeah, I don't s- think that's worth a bet.
0: No, not at all. We should stay. I, I know it's tempting to bet underdogs at that price, and it is easy to try and justify why you should bet Tamina. But like you said, it's based off Dark Side of the Ring more than anything else. Any press is good press. So, yeah, it's not worth a bet.
1: Okay, and then we have a... This one, to me, might as well be a pick 'em: The SmackDown Tag Team Championship four-way match, The New Day, plus 100. John Morrison and The Miz, plus 125. Forgotten Sons, plus 250. Lucha House Party, plus
0: 500. For me, I think the strongest storyline is Morrison and Miz continuing not to win. They didn't, they lost the title belt in a singles triple threat match. And so this is a fatal four-way. So if they lose it due to someone else getting the pin and so on, it's another reason to, you know, it fuels their storyline, it fuels them complaining and so on. I actually I noticed today bet online are the ones that have Lucha House Party at plus five hundred, but eight 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 have Lucha House Party at plus twenty two hundred. Like you said, this one is really could go anywhere. It could, it really doesn't matter who has the belts at this point, obviously. But I think the storyline is better with Morrison and Miz not winning, and I actually am gonna go with a quarter unit bet. Uh, sorry, I'm gonna go with a one unit bet on Lucha House Party, plus 2,200, just because they did just beat Morrison and Miz on SmackDown, and why the hell not? I mean, I see no reason not to just say, screw it, let's give these guys the belts, especially if it's on some kind of banana peel way that causes Morrison and Miz not to get titles. But this is really anyone's game, other than Morrison and Miz, I would say.
1: Yeah, I have a similar thought as you. I think they're just gonna keep... Trading the tag team titles around 50 you know, 50 every, sh- every show. Every show. And uh the the latest team to get the call up, Forgotten Sons. They got the pin over the new day. You know, I have the same thought as you, but I'm not going I'm not gonna bet on the Mexicans. I'm gonna bet on the white supremacists because this is WWE after all. Give me Forgotten Sons plus two fifty for one unit. Go Mexico. I mean it is the coronavirus. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Uh, another match, Drew McIntyre, the WWE, is he universal champion?
0: I don't even know. When I was writing my betting tips earlier, I just wrote WWE title, Drew McIntyre versus <laughs> Seth Rollins. So. I can look it
1: up in one second.
0: I did that. I did WWE title, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt, even for the, the Bailey Tamina are, WWE women's title.
1: Right. These are a couple of real wwe experts here so please follow all of our tips we know exactly what we're talking about drew mcintyre for the the wwe champion is a minus 600 favorite against seth rollins at plus 350 this one makes me so angry because during our wrestlemania tips i said seth rollins is gonna win because he's gonna face drew mcintyre at money in the bank well he lost and he's still facing drew mcintyre at money in the bank wins and losses do not matter
0: well, the thing with WrestleMania was we didn't understand it going in, but WWE actually decided, hey, let's do a feel-good type of show and have most of the faces go over. I honestly didn't know they had that sort of empathy or human emotion in them, so that's something, I guess. It almost makes you forget the whole going to Saudi Arabia a few weeks after journalists journalist got murdered. Almost, but not quite. Anyway, for this match, yep, you called it Seth versus Drew, and I've seen no reason to bet Seth. I mean, they've been building through strong. I know there's some interesting prop bets for this one, but I can't see betting on the match outcome myself.
1: Yeah, this match, there's no pick here, so I guess we'll talk about these props real quick. Um, Rollins and McIntyre, how is it going to end? A pin or submission is minus 455, so it would mean like a DQ account out would be plus 280. Uh, the only thing I could say there would be kevin owens is he going to be involved here
0: that is possible yes i could see owens being involved to help drew win they also yeah they have the over under and claymore kicks as well do you think there'll be more than one claymore kick i mean he's been killing everyone with that pretty much but he did have to use multiple claymore kicks on brock so i think there's probably something with the prop bets but i'm not uh, super sure that there's anything really I feel too strongly about. I could see under 1.5 Claymore Kicks.
1: Yeah, I would think under as well because Seth Rollins is no Brock Lesnar. You can get that for plus 140. Um, I'm not going to bet that, but I I would just uh, highlight it
0: if yeah, you're you, thinking about it. Yeah, you think about matches that um, Seth Rollins has had with Randy Orton and th- things like that. It's not like Orton's hitting multiple RKO's, he would only hit the one. And that goes for a lot of opponents Seth has, because he has that ability to counter a lot of their finishers. So I can see Drew attempting the Claymore kick multiple times, but not been able to hit it until that final one takes him down. So I actually do like that one, I'm not going to tip it here, but if someone's looking for a bet for Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins, Under one and a half Claymore kicks is the way to go.
1: Okay, and then we do have the WWE Universal champion, Braun Strowman, taking on The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, my favorite wrestler. Uh, This is one of the closest title matches we've seen in some time. Both wrestlers are minus 120. Um, The Sportsbook doesn't know what's going on here. Do you know what's going
0: on here, Scotsman? That's what bothers me is... I've been tipping WWE for going on ten years now, and I should be over the moon at a match for the for these odds for the title belt, especially you know one of the world title belts. And yet I'm completely at a loss as to what they do. I mean, the fiend, he, his character was completely destroyed after losing to Goldberg. However. He was over again on SmackDown one day later, uh, just for the way he came out with Cena, and now he's over based on the fight with Cena. However, from what I understand, this is Bray Wyatt fighting, not The Fiend, everything said that, and I also can't see him taking it off Strowman right now, so I think we either get some random schmoz non-finish where The Fiend shows up and does crazy shit, or... Strowman wins because, hey, it's only Bray Wyatt. So I would do one unit on Strowman more just to keep me interested in the match as opposed to actual believing strongly in it.
1: Well, it's a Bray Wyatt match, so the chances of you being interested are fairly low, less than 0%. And I do want to correct you on one thing you said. You said he had a fight with John Cena at WrestleMania. Uh, No, they got together and made a little movie in their backyard with their dad's camera. That's what happened at WrestleMania.
0: I'm pretty sure that was a shoot. That's what Dave Meltzer said. The whole thing was a shoot. They broke kayfabe everywhere. It's pretty crazy.
1: Yeah, I think this is a lose-lose situation. Like, Bray Wyatt wins, then what was the point of that whole Goldberg thing? Absolutely nothing. And if Braun... St- and then if Braun Strowman loses then, what was the point of Braun Strowman winning his first championship, you know? Is he's going to just lose it on his first defense? It's a, It's a... It's a really bad situation because if Braun wins, then what's the deal with Bray? Where does Bray go from here? He's back where he's always been. So this is one of those ones where you really have to put your uh, put yourself in the mind of WWE. And I have a headache just trying to do that with this match. Yeah, That said, is, I'm going with Braun Strowman.
0: This is going to be one of those ones where going into it, we're shaking our heads, wondering how they can do it, and thinking they can't screw this up any worse. And then we're going to come out of it going... Oh my god, they actually screwed it up Was Like, of all the scenarios we couldn't have predicted it. Like watch, it'll end up turning into a three-way where Drake Maverick comes in and pins both of them or some nonsense like that. It's hey, maybe Hunter will come back and wrestle again to celebrate his 25th anniversary and he'll pedigree both of them. Either way, this is this, this one probably won't be the sleeper of the night, that's for sure.
1: Okay, and then we got the money in the bank ladder matches. Um, These matches are going to take place at the same time, the wrestlers are going to start at the ground floor of the corporate headquarters of WWE, head up to the roof where there's a ring set up, and try to grab the briefcase. Um, There's some props later of the match being as one, but for for now we're going to cover the women's, then the men's, then get into those. Okay, so the women's Money in the Bank ladder match. We have Shayna Baszler, minus 150, Nia Jax, plus 300, Lacey Evans, plus 400, Asuka, plus 600, Dana Brooke, plus 700, and Carmella, plus 1,000.
0: Who you got? Shayna is the favorite here, but I'm really surprised by that. I mean, yeah, she's won a couple of matches, but she just lost to Becky. Becky right now is really big in the world outside of wrestling. She was in the show that I was recommended on a podcast, Billions or Billionaires or whatever it's called. But either way, she was in that. She is doing all these other things outside of wrestling. Becky's going to be the champion for a long time. I don't see them giving Shayna Baszler the chance to lose to her again because she already lost her at WrestleMania. Even when it's involved in the briefcase. So I don't see Shayna winning. I think that's an incorrect call from the sports books. I actually like Nia Jax to win. She's been given a strong push lately. She's looking good in the ring. She's, she's had good matches with Becky in the past actually. Those two have good chemistry. They've got a history, obviously, but you also have to factor in someone like Asuka, who's a marketable woman in WWE, because a lot of eyes are going to be on Becky Lynch right now, just due to everything she's doing outside of wrestling. And Asuka versus Becky is the type of thing that, hey, if you want to tune in, that's something you want to tune into. So my bet is actually going to be placed at 888, where I can bet anyone other than Shayna Baszler will win. And odds for that one are something like plus 150. Uh, and I'm going to bet three units that anyone other than Shayna Baszler wins out of a five-unit confidence bet. So just more than half of my confidence is on anyone other than Shayna Baszler winning.
1: Okay, that's I like that bet a lot. Um, I want to go with the better odds, though. I do... Think that Nia Jax is gonna win? Asuka uh, is over. She doesn't. She doesn't win. She, but she's over. <laughs> she wins tag titles. That's it. Lacey Evans not interested. Dana Brooke not interested. Carmella, you know, maybe if you broke up with Corey Graves, but I'm not interested. And I agree with you on Shayna Baszler. Like she just was in one of the top matches at WrestleMania, and she lost. Like, are we just gonna do that again? When do the same match in front of no people? It's like I don't see that Nia Jax I think has a strong heel run in her I got some real like Hulk Hogan earthquake vibes here I don't know if I'm canceled for saying that uh but yeah Nia Jax is my pick plus 300 I'm just gonna go one unit
0: on that one I don't right we're both cheating on Nia Jax to win so go Nia bring it home for the boys
1: so the men's money in the bank ladder match we have AJ Styles is the favorite at minus 125. Alistair Black, plus 200. Otis, plus 400. Daniel Bryan, plus 600. Baron Corbin, plus 800. And Rey Mysterio at plus 1200. Scotsman, who's going to win this and why is it Otis?
0: <laughs> I, it's funny, I actually, when I was looking at all Alia, I thought from a fantasy booking perspective, I actually kind of like Otis to win, as silly as it sounds. Um, st- he's got the ghetto right now, he's a kind of a comedic character, and him going up against Roman or the Fiend wouldn't be the worst thing. AJ Styles has emerged as a heavy favourite due to his return, and I get why, because many people are basically looking at Drew's face, and AJ is the strongest heel in this one. However, Seth. People aren't thinking straight because it's not about the heel versus face storyline coming out of this because the briefcase lasts a year. I think think Alistair Black's a good bet. I think Corbin is worth a shout. I do think Oris is pretty good. My bet for this one is anyone but AJ Styles to win. You can bet that one for minus 105 odds at 888. For who I think would win, I don't know. Anyone but AJ. Alistair Black probably just because continuation of a strong push.
1: Yeah, Alistair Black is my pick at plus two hundred. Uh, this is my favorite pick of the day. I'm going two units on it. Um, he is just a made man in this company right now. Paul Heyman loves him. Paul Heyman wanted him in the main event of WrestleMania against Brock Lesnar. So this guy's taken care of, and I think him with the briefcase sets up the next you know six months a year of storytelling here where he's like the next guy and everybody knows it uh baron corbin has won this match before and he uh, failed to cash in his briefcase and i just can't see them doing that again daniel bryan he doesn't need to win this to challenge for a title title neither does aj styles neither does Rey mysterio and otis i just don't see him like that he's like He's more Hillbilly Jim than Dusty Rhodes to me.
0: That's where it might be something different. And you got to remember, a lot of people do love Otis. So having him, especially right now with the way ratings are, having someone that people seem to be into... I mean, I don't get the Otis stuff, but everyone else seems to love it and they love the whole thing at WrestleMania. Having him be the potential cash-in guy, I could see people tuning in for that. So I do think Otis is a factor. That's why... I'm not going to bet on a particular wrestler, but I'm going to do that. Bet on anyone but AJ.
1: I don't quite agree with you. I mean, are the crowds all going crazy for Otis? I mean, just because someone's trending on Twitter and Reddit doesn't mean that they're over.
0: If Re- if WrestleMania had been in front of a crowd, that moment when they had the kiss would have been right up there with Randy Savage and Elizabeth at WrestleMania 7.
1: Well, you can go to hell for that. <laughs> So that's it for the card. We do have some nice prop bets. Uh, I got these all from 888Sport. Again, you can find that those links. BetWrestlingPodcast.com um, So the way it's going to work is with both people starting on the ground floor and then heading to the roof. Uh, there's some interesting props. Who is going to be the first wrestler to enter uh, Vince McMahon's office? Is it going to be a male, minus 278, or is it going to be a female, plus 190?
0: It's very weird seeing the difference in odds for that one, like, how how is the lines linesmaker sitting down, you know, like, coming up with an odd like that, when it's not a coin flip odd, you know, like, this would be like looking to bet the coin toss at the Super Bowl, and heads being minus 278, and tails being plus 190, it's like, what are you talking about, why, why wouldn't it be a... Why is a female an underdog to enter into Vince McMahon's personal office? If anything, I'm sure that females have been in his office more and more often, considering the whole Attitude Era stuff with Trish and Keebler and all that. So, I mean, I don't know if I can bet on that because I have nothing to draw upon, but those odds seem very weird that it's not closer to a coin flip.
1: Right, it's like you said, it's, it's almost a coin flip, so... If I'm going to make a bet, I'm going to bet female, because why Why would Tails be such a huge underdog, you know?
0: Yeah, it makes no sense. As unless the people who who came up with the lines actually do have inside information, which is possible because it was taped a couple of weeks ago, but I just don't see why male would be favorite other than that.
1: Uh, the first to enter the ring on the roof of the building, so you're going to get to the top of the building, and then there's a, a ring. Who's going to enter first, a male or a female? A male is one, minus 106. A female is plus 134. Uh, then you have odds for who's going to touch a briefcase first, male plus 108, female minus 150. Do either of those do something for you?
0: Well, you have to think that for me, the the, the one I really like, and unfortunately it's un- probably unbearable. it's who wins the briefcase first of all male or female, female is minus 250, and that makes sense to me, because I think the, the the women will finish things first, and then the men will get to do their deal, because in terms of this match, not a gender deal, but in terms of this match, the males are more interesting and important, I would say. In regard to who enters the ring on the roof of the building, that's a tough one. I, I feel like I should know that, but I'm not... You know, I could argue both sides. Do you have any thoughts on those props?
1: You know, looking at these odds all together, I think I got it figured out. You know, the women are such underdogs in all of these, except for to win a briefcase first. So here's what's going to happen. They're all going to go in the front door, and the women are going to take the elevator. And the women are going to be on the roof first, because they're smart. Women are smarter than men, and they're going to take the elevator to the roof, and then they're, they're going to skip right past Vince McMahon's office. They're going to get in the, wa- the ring and then have their match while the men are all fighting around the cafeteria in the gym or whatever. So if you want to bet this, I would say go with what I just said. However that works.
0: I actually have a horrible idea as soon as you said that. Just because I've watched WWE for you know 30 years, 40 years at this point in my life, I had a horrible thought based on that. Every woman will get in the elevator... And go up except Nia Jax and you will just see her slowly going up the stairs for about 25-30 minutes basically just that's the type of thing WWE would book I think like look there she is she's still going up the stairs she's out of breath ha. she's a big woman ha. okay
1: I see you but I one-up you she climbs the side of the building like King Kong
0: <laughs> that would be amazing I did see one prop on this I really, really like, though. It is in regards to the cash-in itself. There's a variety of props on that. And the one I love is, will a cash-in be done on a weekly TV show or a pay-per-view? I would bet my last dollar that the very first time the audience is back and in the crowd for Raw or SmackDown, there's going to be a cash-in. 100%. And the odds for that one are plus four hundred for it to be a woman cash in, or plus two fifty for it to be a guy's cash in. I would split a unit on both of them because you're guaranteed a profit as long as one of them is on a TV show as opposed to a pay per view. That's a prop bet that I really like.
1: Yeah, that's a really good bet. My only, I would love to make it, but it's like when's when's that going to pay off? Nine months, twelve months, eighteen months, you
0: know. It's WWE. It's America. We're going to see crowds next month, I expect. It's Florida. Exactly. Maybe next week, Monday Night Raw, the first (laughs) cash-in will take place right after Money in the Bank in front of a crowd of millions.
1: Okay. uh, I'm looking at the props here. I don't see anything else. Oh, I did actually have one more. The SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, you can bet on the loser. Lucha House Party is... Uh, minus two ninety five, Forgotten Sons plus three hundred, Morrison Morris Miz plus three hundred, New Day plus four fifty. You know, a lot of times uh, they like to have the least important team take the pin in this match, which is why Lucha House Party is such a huge favorite. But I really think it's either going to be Morrison and Miz or the New Day to build the story up. You know, if Forgotten Sons is going to win the title, they're going to pin the New Day.
0: Well, yeah, if you go. Bu- if you go by my booking idea of Morrison, Morrison and Miz lose, um, don't win, but they come close, I could see them, you know, taking out New Day, taking out Forgotten Sons or the Part party, and then the banana peel finish where someone gets, you know, Morrison gets rolled up for a small package just it looks like they've got the win or something like that. So, yeah, I could see Morrison and Miz being the ones to take the pin. I don't think New Day will take it. I don't see there's been... I mean, there's story there in regard to the title belts themselves and so on, but I think the real story is the whole Morrison-Miz deal, and I think they're the ones that would take the pin there. That's who I would bet on.
1: Yeah, and I could also see Forgotten Sons taking the pin if New Day is to retain. So there's something there. I don't know. You can think about it yourself, dear listeners. I might decide something between now and Sunday for myself, personally. But
0: anyway, that's our
1: show. You got anything to say?
0: Not really, I think. We've covered everything. Just have to wait and see how this amazing television show turns out. I'm sure it'll be great.
1: Yeah, so our com- for our complete odds, go to betwrestlingpodcast.com and you can sign up for all of our beloved sports books to bet on this event, eating, weather, everything you could possibly want. So, as always, I'm Vintown, and I bid you adieu.
0: <laughs> I'm Scotsman, and... I don't know what that means. Review WCW Thunder.